Blog Talk Radio. Blessings, 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 and a glorious Sunday afternoon to you if you're hearing me live. Um, I have to remember that the show is syndicated, so it may not always be Sunday that you hear me. But anyway, to God be the glory. I pray that your day is well, whatever day of the week you may be hearing the sound of my voice, whatever time of the day it may be. I'm praying that the grace and the glory of God is all upon your life, that you're experiencing his favor, that you absolutely know that you are in the best time and season of your life if you know who your father is and to whom all praises belong for all that he is doing in and through you at this appointed time. Hallelujah. God is a good, good God. He is so strategic in everything he does, and there are so often times that we don't appreciate his timing. We don't appreciate the things that he does on our behalf because we do not understand the timing and the seasons that we may be in. And so that's what we're going to talk about today is knowing your season, knowing and understanding the season that you may be currently in, um, in, in God, okay? Um, we know that currently um, it has gotten hot. <laughs> People have entered into the season of summer. But one thing that you need to keep in mind is where it may be, quote, unquote, summer all over the world, there still may be different climates even in that season. So whereas I am currently in Las Vegas and today it's 100 degrees, summer, say, in Montana may be 70 or 80 degrees. It's a different climate. Um, In Florida, it may be in the 90s, but you've got high humidity. No matter where you are, climate specific for the season in which you will find yourself. And that's kind of what we want to talk about. We want to break these seasons down today, discuss, you know, where you may be in your journey with the Lord and recognizing that seasons rotate. So you may be in a winter season in your spiritual journey, but that doesn't mean you're going to stay in the winter. The same with the spring, summer, and fall. You know, seasons change. And the same way that we discern the season, the times um, in the natural, we have to learn to be able to do the same in the spirit. The Word of God talks about a tribe of Israel, um, and they name, excuse me, by the name of the sons of Issachar, and it is spoken um, in the Word of God in First Chronicles, the twelfth chapter, thirty-second verse. I'm gonna read it to you. What do I want to read it? Um, out of the New Living Transa- Translation. The New Living Translation says this. It says, from the tribe of Issachar, there were 200 leaders of the tribe with their relatives. All these men understood the signs of the times and knew the best course for Israel to take. So we want to get to a place where we understand the signs of the time so that we recognize and understand the best course for our lives to take on every level. 
be it uh, in business, be it um, in your relationships, be it in um, your spiritual journey, just in everything in your life, there are seasons. And we have to understand that times change. Seasons come and go. But the thing that is consistent, if you have embraced being a child of God, is his presence. No matter what season it is, no matter what time is, his presence is always there. That is consistent. That does not change. And that's why it is so important to plug in to the spirit of God so that that his spirit can lead you, guide you, and direct you on the path and determine what is best for you in that season. Again, the timing of God is impeccable, but we don't always understand it. We don't always have that discernment and understand the season in which we're in. I heard um, a, a minister, actually an apostle, Last year, he preached on preparing to enter into the fifth season, and that intrigued me So, because we, we know that there are four seasons that we're familiar with, but he talked about a fifth season, and he named that fifth season the due season. Okay, that you're in your due season. So I was like, oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. So you had the the summer, winter, uh, summer, well, how does it go? Summer, fall, winter, spring, and then your due season, which was really cool to me. It was a very encouraging word. But, okay, so let's talk about these seasons that we find ourselves in and kind of break it down to what the season represents so that you know how to best, Um, understand your role within the season. And again, it is really important. If you do not know what season of life you're in, then I would strongly suggest that you go before the Father, go before God, and ask for that spirit of discernment. Ask for that spirit that was in the sons of Issachar to rightly divine the seasons and the times in which you're living for your personal life so that you can understand what is required of you in that season. There are times when things are springing forth. It's the spring season for your life. There are winter times. There are summer times. And each one, again, has its own um, connotation to it and how we handle that time. It is the same way when you're in a wilderness situation or in a desert place versus in a fertile place, in a fruitful place. We handle those differently, but we need to understand where we are. So the same way we need to understand the seasons, we need to understand what place we're in, even in the midst of that season, because the land changes. The dynamic of the season changes with the land that you will find yourself in. And think about that. You know, we want to get to a place in God where our spirit of discernment is so keen that we can identify atmospheres, we can identify shifts, we can identify seasons, we can identify territories, the lands in which we're in. It is important. There is a lot to this thing of walking with God and allowing the mind of Christ to be within us because Christ could discern all those different seasons and times and how to handle each one of them. It is vital that we get into that place. This is not some place that you get into overnight. You don't, and well, maybe, let me let me rephrase that, because God can do it suddenly in your life, and, you know, if you're praying for a spirit of discernment to, to discern the, the signs of the time, then you can just wake up one morning with keen observation. But for the most part, Normally, it it comes from our relationship and journaling and tabernacling with the Father on an extended basis, on, on an ongoing time. Think about this, and my pastor had touched on this this morning about, you know, when Moses caught a glimpse of the burning bush. He he saw it. It wasn't unfamiliar to see a bush burning in the desert. You know, the the heat can do that. The sun can set things on fire. But the fact that consumed him or caught his attention is that the bush was burning, but it was not consumed. So because of that, it caused him to go toward that to examine it closer, okay? We've got to get to a place where we see things that may be normal 
in our everyday walk or in our scope of things, but there's something different. So it causes us to look at it much more closely. It causes us to examine it closer, to examine the seasons, the times, the land. Just as I just said, I'm going to repeat this again so that you get it. We want to get to a place in God where our spirit of discernment is heightened to where we know the seasons that we're in. We know the land, the territory that we're occupying. We understand the climate of the season. We understand um, the, the shifts, the atmospheric shifts that are going on. So because all of that is encompassed in our discernment, in our knowing how to rightly move and operate in a specific time and place within our lives. I see my my beautiful co-host has has joined me, so I dare to bring her in and let her say her hellos to you. Blessings to you, my sister. Hey, my beautiful sister. How are you today? I am awesome, awesome. How are you? Awesome. I'm at work today, but I'm still working it out. I love the topic um, today because I have something I want to add to that when you get a chance. Add it on. Add on, my sister. I like the fact that you say knowing your season. I just want to share a little story with someone. About a couple of weeks ago at my job, I was ready to quit because I was angry about some things that they were doing. And I came and talked to them a couple of times, and after talking to them, I thought we had it fixed. Well, by the time I came around again, it wasn't fixed. So before I knew it, because we were all doing a group text, with the supervisors, before I knew it, I said, well, if you can't fix it, let my last day be June the 3rd, which is today, Sunday, June the 3rd. I'm done. My boss texted me back and went, okay, you got to hear me. Well, in my heart, I couldn't sleep, you guys. I couldn't even rest about it. I knew that I was angry. I knew that I was crying. I knew that I had to do something because I couldn't keep letting them Treat me a certain kind of way. That's what I kept saying to myself. So within my not sleeping and I'm speaking to the Lord, I'm like, Father. And he said, Tanya, you did it the wrong way. And I was like, I love you, but you know my pride ain't going to let me go back on what I said. Because I can't go back and tell him I'm not going to quit. Because I, that was just how I felt. You know, they're not going to take me serious. So I'm going to trust you, Lord. I don't know what's going to happen by June 3rd. So whatever it is, I know that you're working it out. Well, in the interim, I came in one day, and I'm my boss, I was talking to him. And I said to him, you know I'm leaving you, right? He said, I heard. He said, why? I said, because I'm unhappy, and I feel like the things that you guys are doing, I can't tolerate it anymore. He said, tell me what we're doing. You never came to me. I said, no, I never came to you. He said, tell me what's going on. Right then, he said, Tanya, tell me what you want. I said, I want to be a manager. I want somebody to take me under their wing and make me a manager because I know I can do it. He said, I know you can do it too. He said, is that what you want? I said, that's what I want. He said, okay, no problem. I said, just like that? He said, just like that. All I'm going to tell you is this. Today should have been my last day. But if I would have went on what Tanya said, I know I would have messed myself up out of a blessing. Because it's a timing that God has everything prepared for us. I believe that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I already know I have a couple of things that's ahead of me right now. Since you know I'm into my real estate, I'm going to take my test, and I'm really psyched about it. And I'm really already claiming it. I know I'm passed, and I already know what God has called me to do. But I'll, I, I'm hearing what you said a little bit before um, I got on. you got to be able to trust the Holy Spirit and know the difference. See, a long yeah. time ago we were speaking on the radio. And the reason why God gave us the spirit of discernment, it wasn't for us to, to discern people. It was for us to discern the time and the season that we're in. See, and that's a lot of things where we get thrown off. You know, I had a man today say, sister, you this, this, and that. He said, I got the spirit of discernment. I said, I have nothing to say because if I felt anything different, I too hold that gift, and I would have told you something different. But see, what you got to understand is you can't discern the time. You can't discern people, and you don't know how to discern the season that you're in. And mm. the Lord kept speaking to me one time, and I'm going to say that one more time. You cannot discern people 
and can't discern the season that you're in. Something is wrong. So you got to hear this. So the Holy Spirit kept dealing with me, dealing with me a while back about discernment. And finally he said to me, see, you're saying things a lot of times, Tanya, that I want you to say. See, you're blessing people that I don't want you to bless. I didn't get that. And then, and then you're speaking other things that I don't want you to speak. See, there's a season and a time for everything, even when you speak it to people. Because a lot of times with, that, with, that, with the spirit of discernment and the gift of prophecy, a lot of times we get caught up in self. So you've got to know the difference between yourself and the Holy Spirit as well. Because please believe me when I tell you, when you're operating in that gift, you got to know when that Holy Spirit tells you to shut up or keep going. See, the Holy Spirit would tell me to shut up, but I would get so full, I would keep going. And see, the Lord mm-hmm. told me, see, you told them things that I didn't want them to know right now. See, now, and then what happens with that is now they're waiting, and it's not the time or the season. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to talk long about that, sis, but I, I love the top of this show, because for the first time in my life, at the age of 53, almost 54 years old, I'm starting to realize this is my season now. I've never mm-hmm. felt it like I have felt it before. And I'm telling you something, God will prompt Amen. you. He will rise up something in your spirit. He will pull out stuff in you you didn't even think you had. I am not a study, a study person, everybody. I never was even when I was in school. I'm not dumb. But to sit down, I'm so ADD, so ADHD, I'm so hyper, sitting down reading a book or studying. Now is an urgency. I'm up at night. I'm up early in the morning. I'm up doing this, looking at my notes. Because my spirit is discerning that it's time to go into another fold in my life. So this is what I'm here to tell you. I'm not telling you that I'm not going to leave this job because I am. But what the Lord told me was, you were going to leave too soon. Too soon before the blessing. Because see, when God does Mm -hmm. it, he's going to be glorified and he's going to be lifted up. But when you do it, trust me when I tell you, you will mess it up. So I need a lot of you to listen and be still and know that he's God. And another thing, Seth, I used to tell the Lord, Lord, I want you to do blah, 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 blah. And finally, the Holy Spirit with a soft whisper said, I'm the potter and you're the clay. Do the clay tell the potter? How do you fashion me? Make me a bowl? I'll tell you what you're going to be, Tanya. Because, see, that's what's been wrong with you. So you've been praying prayers trying to tell me how to handle you. Do you get me what I'm saying? When you need to be praying a prayer and showing how to handle me. See, there's a difference. Because we get so caught up, people, and we go out of our time. Just I heard T.D. Jakes say one time, man, okay, you, Lord probably showed you you were a minister. But that don't mean for you to go out there and go, I got a calling on my life, and God said I'm going to be a minister. Trust me, when it's time, he'll send the right people to you. You don't have to go out your way and tell anybody that gift is on your life. God is the preparer of all things. He will send people to you in that order. Don't you agree, sis? Absolutely. Absolutely. He will, he will. Amen. Good good insight, good word, and, and that's strategically important, as you said. You are about to go before God and, and not discerning the signs of the time, which is what 99.9% of us do most of the time, <laughs> okay? We don't stop to um, hear from God before we just impetuously act on something. One thing that pastor teaches us all the time is about our feelings and emotions and the point that they are subject to change. So we should not base our decisions on our feelings and our emotions because feelings and emotions are subject to change. We've got to get to that place in God where our decisions is based on the prompting of the spirit of the living God within us, okay? Because he knows the times. As I said at the very beginning of the show, the the thing that's important to understand because we don't always understand the seasons and the times and the climates of where we're at at a given point in time, but God knows he is strategic in his timing. He has placed everything in its proper time and in order. The word of God decrees that things be done decently and in order. And they're telling you, you've got to do it that way. Then you know that he is doing it that way. So we have to get to that place of recognizing not to be 
fearful because we don't understand the season. What we do is we go again, we go to God and say, please, please, please give me a discernment. I want that type of spirit that the children of the sons of Issachar had where I can discern the times so that I know what course I need to take. So let's look at the seasons um, briefly and what what happens within each season, okay? Now, remember, we're thinking about territories, the land in which we're in, because each territory or each place we're at has a different climate to the same season. So when you get to that place where you start really breaking it down into that minute details, you've got to understand all of it. You want to understand, okay, am I in a desert place, in a wilderness place, or am I in in a fertile place because how that season transcends is dependent on the place, the territory that I'm occupying at that time. You want to understand the atmosphere. Am I at a high altitude? Like, am I in the mountaintop going through this season? Have I elevated to a certain place or am I down in the valley? Because again, the season is different depending on the atmosphere in which you're in. So seasons, when you think about it, when you start looking at it from all these different angles, you recognize and understand that we have to have the spirit of the living God at work within you and you're trusting his leading, his guiding in how you handle each situation within its appropriate time. It's really, really important, or we will miss it. We will miss it. So think about winter. Winter is a season of low productivity. Um, It says that, and these are notes that I had taken and written down. It says that you may be in the same season but in a different climate. Um, Recognizing not only your season but also the climate you're in, winter is a resting season. Okay, things are being prepared during the winter for the spring because it's in the spring that things spring forth. Think about it, like bears and different animals, they hibernate in the winter. They get rest during that winter season. You don't plant in the ground during the winter. The the ground usually stays dormant and lies dormant during the winter. Why? Because it's in a place of resting. It is a place of preparing itself for the planting, the sowing, so that it can harvest great fruit. Okay, so if you're in a winter season in your life, it is that place of rest. We don't we we think of winter that bitter chill and that cold and things are difficult because it's very very cold. No, things are are at a place of hibernation or dormant. Things are lying dormant. It doesn't mean that things aren't happening, but right at that point in time, you're in that place of rest in God. You you, you know, it, it is just you, again, you have to tap into the spirit of the living God to understand, to understand. In some places, the ground freezes in the winter. It's too hot. This is a true story. Um, Our bishop, his sister passed away in the winter, in the dead of winter in New York. And this blew my mind because I didn't know that this was possible until it happened. They had to wait. They had her, her homegoing service, but they had to wait to bury her because the ground was frozen so hard they couldn't dig the grave. So the the funeral home literally had to basically keep her on ice, okay, until it the ground started to thaw so that they could do a proper burial. That blew my mind. That really caused me to start really thinking about the signs of the time. You know? So in the winter you're not sowing, you're not planting in that respect. Okay, things are are out of rest. I mean, we're always in seed time and harvest and whatever, but you understand what I'm saying. There are times when our labor is at rest, okay? We are not the ones working during that winter season. That is that time where we're at rest in God, and whatever it is that's going on, we have to trust him and know that he is working on our behalf because we're in that hibernated place. 
We come out of winter, that cold, that bitterness, that place of rest and hibernation, all of that is part of that winter season, and we come into the most glorious time of the year, in my opinion, and that's the spring. Think about it. You go from harshness to flourishing overnight, okay? Things just all of a sudden you're seeing blossoms and blooms all over the place. There's a different atmosphere. There's an atmospheric change that happens. This is where the the seed is being planted into the ground. The ground has had time to rest. You have had your time to rest. Now God is using you as a plant. He's planting you in different situations and circumstances so that you can pull out a harvest. That's that springtime. Everything is just fresh and new. You know, you hear people talk about spring fever. It's like it's so beautiful outside that you just can't stay in the house. You just want to go. It's that perfect season. It's not too hot. It's not glorious time. It's a glorious time in the spirit as well. When we get into that spring season, again, everything is just flourishing. And think about it. When you come out of a hard season, that season of winter, even though you should have been resting in God, unfortunately, you've been in that place of anxiousness and worrying because you did not understand your place in God in that season when you should have been resting. It's the same way in the wilderness. I wrote a book years ago um, called Embrace God's Love, A Journey Through the Wilderness. We don't understand what we're supposed to be doing when we're journaling through the wilderness. Remember, it, the, the climate is different. The, the, the terrain is different. The landscape is different. Everything is different when you're in that place. But if you go back to the Word of God and study it out, when the children of Israel was journeying through the wilderness, they wanted for nothing. They didn't labor for anything. Hear me. Remember we were just talking about that winter season. They didn't labor for anything. God provided their water. He provided their food. Their clothes didn't wear out. Their shoes didn't wear out. Everything they needed in that wilderness place, he provided. He provided. They didn't even war, really, in that time. Because remember, when they got ready to go into that springtime, when they got ready to cross the Jordan, when they got ready to go into that land of milk and honey and of plenty, they had, God had to teach them to war because the youth that was under 20, when they entered into the wilderness, because remember, everybody 20 and over died in the wilderness. So those youths that have now grown up and now they may be 60 years old and younger, they had to learn how to war because they didn't have to do that in the wilderness. They, they were at rest. They were, you know, they were at peace because God was carrying them. He was doing everything in them. He was working something out of them to work himself into them. So now you're coming into that springtime. Now it's time to go into that land where everything is, is just flourishing and what have you, but you have to learn to war. It's a, you, you've had your time of peace and of rest. Now you're prepared, you're refreshed, you're renewed, you're ready. You're ready. They had to take their territory. They had to take the territory when they got into the promised land. Now think about this. Even though they had to take the territory, their victor was God. And every time they went into battle, he gave them the victory, save one time. And that was the battle of Ai, the first battle of Ai, because they went back and kicked Ai's butt. But the first battle of Ai, Ai, because there was sin in the camp, that's the only battle that they ever lost in the wilderness, I mean, in the promised land, because there was sin in the camp. So we want to keep sin out of our camp, Okay. But think about it. I mean, it's like really discerning where you're at. So now you may be in your springtime and things are just happening all over, but you're also feeling attacks all over. And you're going, what is going on? Over here it seems like it's so glorious and so beautiful. And I see the brooks and the, the big giant fruit. And, oh, my God, it's a wonderful place. But I'm being attacked all, all, all at the same time because you've got to take that territory by force. The kingdom of God suffered violence, and the violent take it by force. It means that you are, you are going to 
hold on to what you know about your father. You're going to hold on to what you know about his kingdom, which is why it's so vital that you're in his word learning these things. You're in his presence learning these things. You're developing your relationship with him to the, the deepest degree possible so that you can discern the time, so that you can have the kind of relationship that David had where you get to a place of battle and before you step into the battle, should I pursue? You're asking God the question, do I fight this battle? Is this my battle? Is it your battle and I just sit back and go and collect the spoils? Is this a battle that I don't even need to deal with? I need to just keep walking and not let it get me distracted and off focus? What is going on at this time? Keep saying it. You've got to be plugged into the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit is leading and guiding you. So spring is phenomenal. It's glorious in the Lord in your seasons and times. But you still got to understand, even in that discerning the time and that atmospheric shift, you still may have battles that you have to fight, okay? So then we go into summer. And summer is that season where you have to work. But why? Because you've planted all of this stuff in the springtime, and it's wonderful. Now you got to work it and harvest it. It's one thing for the fruit to spring up. It's another thing where you see the fruit, but now you've got to reap it. You've got to, to harvest the fruit. You've got to lay hold on the fruit. You've got to pick the fruit. You've got to work it. You've got to work it. You know, don't just think that, you know, oh, it's glorious and it's beautiful, and now I can just sit back and the fruit's going to fall off the tree. Usually when the fruit gets so ripe that it just falls off the tree, either the birds have half picked it off and devoured part of it, or it's going to hit the ground and get bruised. You don't want your fruit just hitting the ground and getting bruised. You want to pick the fruit at its time. Again, discerning the time. Is this the time for me to harvest? Is this the time for me to go out and pick that that God has blessed me with? We don't want to pick it before it's time because then it's not ripe enough. And we don't want to wait till after it's time because then it's rotting. So, again, really, really important, discerning the time and letting God use you in that. And then we get to the fall. Fall is a beautiful time when you think of it in the natural. All the trees are turning colors. They're really pretty and colorful and what have you. Um, But they're turning colors because they're dying, okay? They're dying. And sometimes in the fall season of our lives, we'll find that relationships that shouldn't be there are, are changing, People are changing toward you. Your true people, don't have to worry about them. They're going to stay true to you, okay? But every now and again, you'll go through a fall season with an individual, and you'll see that that relationship is beginning to dry up and to change because you're about to enter into that place of rest again, that place of winter where you just, you just hey, I've done what I needed to do. Fall is beautiful because you've already, you have um, the, the feast. You have the fall feast because the harvest has been great. It's been plentiful, and now you're celebrating in the Lord. But everybody is not celebrating with you. Everybody has not tapped into that happy place for you. And it shows in the fall season of your life because you've harvested because people will show their true colors if they're jealous of you, if they're envious of you for what God has blessed you with. So it, it, there is definitely a need to be able to discern. And as I said, you can be in the same season as another person, but the climate can be different. You know, here I, I'm in Las Vegas. I'm down in the valley. And like I said at the beginning of the show, today it's 100 degrees because I'm down in the valley. But if I was to go up to Mount Charleston, which is only 30 minutes away from me, and go up that mountain, then it's going to probably be in the 70s or 80s, and it's going to be so much different. The, the climate is different. The air is different. The atmosphere is different. 
so knowing that, that's why I'm saying you've got to discern the whole situation. What terrain am I in? What climate am I in, even in, within the season that I'm in, so I know how to operate within that? God is, oh, my gosh, God is such an, an intricate entity in her life, okay? You know, it, it's like the more you know of him and the more you learn of him, the more there is to know and the more there is to learn. And it's the same way within our lives. The more we learn of him, the more we learn of ourselves. The more we learn of him, the more we understand what the calling on our lives is and how we have to handle these different situations. In our relationships, most relationships, especially with marriages, they start off in the spring. They're wonderful. They're, oh, my God, it's great. It's beautiful. Love is in the air. Everything is blooming. It's wonderful. Then we get to that summer season. It's like, oh, this is work. Oh, I have to work at my marriage? I have to work at my relationship? Really? Yes, you do. Okay, because your relationship is going to go through seasons as well. It is when it stands the test of time that it, it, it lasts. The word says it's he that the race is not given to the swift, but he who endures till the end. So don't because your your relationship started off in the springtime and it was all wonderful and giddy and, oh, my God, I'm so in love, and then you get to that summer place, that summer season in the relationship, and you've got to work at it. Don't, don't allow that season to cause you to miss the blessing of the fall celebration. Of the you better, you need to tell it. Of what Amen. 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 You know? We get caught up. We get we get caught up and and don't want to put the work in. You've got to do it. You've got to do it. Don't miss the celebration and the blessing of what God has for you in that relationship. I'm talking to somebody. I know I am because I feel it so deep in my spirit. Because you're at that place in your relationship where it requires work, you're sitting back going, or I don't really want to do this, or they get on my nerves, or it's not worth it, or my favorite, I ain't got to do that. I don't have to take that. I don't have to deal with that. Really. Let me ask you this question, because I've been there. Please hear me. I'm not saying this out of judgment. I'm saying it because I've said it myself. I've been there. But let me ask you this question. If God said to you what you were saying about your mate, how would you feel? If God said, I don't have to take your attitude, if God said, I don't have to take your your rejection of me, if God said, I don't have to take whatever it is that you think you want to do no matter how I feel about it, if God said, I don't have to deal with that, where would you be? Literally, where would you be? We're going to have to get up off our high yeah, horse, out of our pride, okay? Yes. Get up yes. off of our high horse and out of our pride and recognize and understand you got faults just like they do. Okay? And trust me, this is as 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 infuriating as you are as far as they're concerned. Ask yourself what they're going through as far as you're concerned. Okay? One thing I have always maintained and, and, and good, bad, and different, I always knew I wasn't easy. Not for a man. Okay, I knew that. Why? Because I know my nature. I know my strong will. I know my independent nature and whatever. And because I could recognize and be honest with myself on who I was, I could give myself to God to work on me so that I could harness and reel in my attitude when it was getting out of hand. You got to recognize and be honest and truthful about who you are before you point fingers at somebody else. I promise you, I've been married to my husband on the second go-round 24 years, okay? Married to him three and a half years, divorced two and a half, and now remarried 24 years. So I know what I'm saying to you. I had to get to a place where I had to reel me in because every time I would go to God about him, God would show me me. 
He Amen. would never side with me and say, yeah, baby, I know, I see him. No, no, no. He would show me me. And then he'd be like, oh, <laughs> all right, well, let me just kind of chill on that one right <laughs> quick. Okay? Seriously. But you got to be honest with yourself. You've got to be willing to see for who you are so that you give yourself to God. Trust me, if you allow God to work on you, he'll do what he needs to with your spouse. Now, that's a real word, but you got to allow him to work on you, not you always pointing the finger at the, the spouse, be it your wife, your husband, that's, whoever. That's exactly right. That's because true. what you always say, remember grandmother used to always say, the same time you point the finger, two fingers are always pointing at you. Well, how can you, I, 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 I'm one of those people, I'm going to put myself out there, and this is what I had to learn. Until you can be happy for others in their season, then your season will never come because what you're doing is you're not planting. You're planting and you're uprooting. And let me say that yeah. one more time. Until you can be happy for others in their season, in their time, then your time can never come because you'll never be able to look at it at that. Absolutely. 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 You know, we want to rejoice with one another. We have to rejoice with one another if we want to excel. Like you said, what I make happen for somebody else, God will make happen for me. Seriously. So I have to avail myself to to what God is doing, but I have to understand, again, if we don't understand our seasons and times, guess what? If you don't understand the purpose of a thing, what do you do? You abuse that thing. You abnormally use it if you don't understand the purpose of it. That is true if you don't understand the season and times in which you are current. You will abuse that season and you'll abuse that time. So, therefore, you'll forfeit the blessing that would have been yours in the midst of it. You don't want to do that. You don't want to do that. And to rightfully discern your season, not looking at everybody else's season, not pointing a finger and saying, God, why is that happening for them and not for me? To rightly discern your season takes your relationship with God. You cannot do it in lip service. It has to be about relationship. You cannot do it with religion. It has to be about relationship. Getting in that place with God. Trusting him, trusting him. Think about Esther. When Mordecai went to Esther and talked to her about what was happening when Haman had caused the king to put out this decree and their, and the whole children, the whole um, clan of Israel, the, all the children were under attack that were in Persia. They were all being attack, under attack, and according to the way the law was written, they would have no defense for it. And when Mordecai came to her and told her, he said to her, how do you know? He said, now this is, this is his faith in God. His faith said, whether you do this or not, God has a deliverer. So that was number one. That was the first thing, and that was real key, okay? No matter what, God has a deliverer whether it comes at your hands or not. But if it does not come at your hands, then you will not be get the blessing out of it, Okay. Then he said to her, how do you not know that you were put in the position that you're in right this moment for such a time as this? He discerned the season. Now, she had to discern and rightfully so trusting God, okay? So Mordecai had the vision in that, you know, this is not by accident you're in the palace. This is not by accident you are the queen. Okay, this little Jewish girl that came from, from, you know, obscurity, all of a sudden promoted to being queen, that that you have been promoted into, it's not just so that you can have the big head and walk around and say that you're in the season of plenty. No, for such a time as this, you're there for a specific reason. Think about Joseph. 
okay? Joseph had a dream. In his dream, he saw that his, his, his brother was going to bow to him, even his father. I mean, he saw that, but not, and he didn't tell the dream to be condescending. He was just like, man, I had this dream, and yada, yada, yada. But they took it in the wrong way, and because of that, their jealousy was piqued, and so they sold him off. He had to go through all that he went through. He had to get to Potiphar's house. He had to be accused falsely now, falsely accused by Potiphar's wife of attacking her, go into the prison, be in the prison for a number of years, okay? Him getting to the palace was no easy feat. Him getting to Pharaoh's table was no easy feat. But what God had promised and shown him in the dream was yet to be. So there was a season and a time and a hardship and all that he had to get through. But when that appointed time happened, he was there so that he could be a blessing to the family, to all the children of Israel. It wasn't just to his immediate family. Think about it. That place so that you could be a blessing. Now let's jump back at Esther. So Esther had to decide that do I trust? God, or do I trust man in this season? Mordecai has told her, you're there for such a time as this. And so she had to get like, okay, I know that I can't just, in the natural, I'm not supposed to just go before the king if the king has not summoned me. It's not my time in the natural. But if I'm a trust God and her faith was put in action because she said, no, call a fast. We're all fasting. We're going to all seek God, okay? Everybody, everybody, everybody that's up here in this palace that's within my sphere of influence don't fast. Everybody outside this palace, they need to be fasting. Why? Because we're going to seek God. Because in the natural, it's not supposed to be my time to go before the king. But I know that if I seek God, his timing is impeccable. So even in the natural, the natural may say, no, this is not your time to excel. But God says something different. And so when she went into the palace, the king beckoned her, and she had favor with the king. Even though in the natural, she shouldn't have. So we got to get to that place where we trust God above man, where we trust his timing, his season, his, his, his directive above what we see in the natural, above what we think in the natural. Again, like I said at the beginning of the show, don't get caught up in your feelings and your emotions because feelings and emotions are subject to change. You've got to be wholly sold out to the leading and the prompting of God. God showed me something a couple of weeks ago, and it was just like I thought I was at that place where, okay, God, you speak it, and, it, and, and I'm doing it. It's so. But something came up, and I immediately went into survival mode and said, oh, I got to do X, Y, Z. And God was saying, really? No, I thought what you had to do was trust me and come to me, ask me. So what I tried to do in the natural, X, Y, Z did not work, just hit stone cold wall. But the next morning when I allowed the spirit of the living God to lead me, everything he said to do fell right in place. We've got to be at that place where, Lord, I hear you. I hear you. And even though we're tempted to take matters into our own hands, we cannot afford it. Not in this season. Not in this hour. We can't afford to just do what we think we need to do. We've got to make sure that we're tapping into the spirit of the living God and doing what come out of your own mindset, your own ways, That, but I got to do what I got to do mentality. I'm going to tell you like God told me years ago, the only but you need to have is but God. That's it, but God. So, God, what are you saying? We have got to get to that place where it's like, do I buy this dress or not buy this dress, Lord? Do, do I go get my nails done or not go get my nails done? Ladies, I'm talking to you right now. Is this my season to be in hibernation or is this my season to be out front? Is this my season of rest or is this my season of toil? That's what deep. season That's am deep. I in, Lord? Seriously. Yeah. 
what climate am I in? Am I on the mountaintop? Because I'm going to handle the season differently than I do in the valley. Where am I? And what is the atmosphere where I'm at? Lord, help me to discern that. We say we're changers, but you can't change an atmosphere you don't even recognize. You don't know what it is. We're in at this, I can tell you. We are in a season and time in the kingdom of God where we have better, better, better get closer and closer to the spirit of the living God that lives within us. We have got to surrender daily. Word of God say, I die daily. I have to. I have to because I cannot afford to miss it. I can't afford to miss it. Think about it. Please, saints, think about it. The world is in an upheaval. We are kingdom citizens called to rule and to reign in this earth realm. If the world is in upheaval and we as the body is in upheaval, then how in the world are we going to sway anybody to take and and get closer to God? You can't. You've got to be in that place of peace so that they can discern the peace that's within you and say, oh, I want what you got. How is it that things are going on and you're at peace? How is it that you go on and because I know 99% of you are on Facebook. How is it that you're on Facebook and hearing all the different things from both sides? The kingdom cannot be divided and stand. So you got the kingdom on this side talking about how wonderful Trump is and the kingdom on that side talking about the other side talking about how horrible Trump is. You are kingdom divided. Instead of going in there and being united in the spirit of God and say, God, what is your word? say I'm supposed to do in this season. Seriously. Let me adhere to your word. Let me adhere to your direction. Not my feelings and my emotions, because I'm going to tell you something. They will betray you. There are things that go on. And I've said this before, but this is honestly got true. There is nothing you could ever tell me that said that my mother did not love me with all her heart. Please, that woman walked through hell with me, okay? But there were things that happened on in my mama's house that I did not like. My mama had rules and regulations and made decisions that I did not like. Didn't mean that she didn't love me. Didn't mean that she didn't care. But I didn't like her rules and regulations. I didn't like some of her decisions. And I'm sure we as parents have the same thing in our house, and our kids don't like it. There's always going to be something you don't like. There's things in the Word of God that I'll repeat and say, ooh, mm. all right, Lord, <laughs> I hear you. Not that I like it, but I hear you. And because I have to be obedient unto my Father, which are in heaven, it's not a matter of my feelings, whether I like it or not. It's a matter, okay, what does your Word say? What are you telling me to do? How are you leading me? Because that's the way I need to go, whether I like it or not, because you know all things. I don't know what's around that corner. I don't know what's on the top of that hill. I'm trying to get to the mountaintop, and I have no idea what's up there. Ever heard of mountain lions? There's some things up there on the top of the mountain that you have to encounter. So think about it. It is time and a season that you draw closer and closer to the spirit of the living God so that you can flourish, so that you can flourish, so that he can plant you where he needs you, so that you are fully available to him, so that you are not making wrong decisions. Think about what we read in the New Living Translation of First Chronicles 12 and 32. I'm going to read it again. From the tribe of Issachar, there were 200 leaders of that tribe with their relatives. All these men understood the signs of the times and knew the best course for Israel to take. That's where we're headed, guys. We've got to get to the place where we can discern the signs of the times so we know what the best course is for us, for our families, for the body of Christ. That's where we're headed. That's what we should be pressing into. I'm going to turn it over to you, sis. we got six minutes. <laughs> I think you should have shut it down because everything that you're saying, I just wanted to add two things. No, no, and there's nothing wrong with that. I love it because, you, like I said again, sometimes it's, for me, I have to be quiet 
because I've learned now that this is my season for learning. So the Holy Spirit, because I'm a talker, so the Holy Spirit had to let me know that I have to be quiet sometime and truly listen to what people are saying to me instead of assuming or just taking it over. Two, I feel like in my spirit a lot of people are going, but how do you get there? How do you get there if you don't know how to get there quickly? The Word of God says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. See, let me say something to you. A lot of times what happens, again, I'm going to say that scripture because we're not paying attention to that scripture. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. See, a lot of times when I wake up in the morning, instead of turning the TV on or whatever, a lot of times, you guys, I'll go find a scripture on YouTube, uh, T.D. Jakes or someone, because what you need to do is you need to hear the word of God. And see, going to church mm-hmm. on Sunday sometimes just don't do it, because what happens Saturday through Friday when you're getting beat up mm-hmm. by the enemy, and that one Sunday can't, just can't do. So find a church service in the evening, or find something on YouTube, or find someone that you can trust that you know that you can hear the word of God. Call a sister up. Um, um, call someone that you know that loves God and can speak life over you and help you to get to your destiny. Because, see, again, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. The reason why our faith is not strong because we're not listening or hearing the word of God. We're hearing what everybody else is saying. So that's why our faith gets tied up in the world and not in God. Because you're not mm. listening to the words of God. You're not reading. You're not listening to anything. How can you learn if you don't? You can't learn by everybody else because then you're only going by what they're saying and not by what God is telling you. Mm-hmm. So, again, mm-hmm. I love you guys, and I truly hope that you get something out of this message today because what you don't know is this is the last question. If you had to find out how much time you had to live, do you want to know? And if you do, what would you do with the time that you have left? That's mm-hmm. the question. Wow. <clears throat> and, and time you can't get back. You can't get back. Once it's spent, it's gone. You know, you can replenish money, you know, and health can turn around. But time, you can't get back. You can't get back. So you want to redeem the time that you have. You definitely want to redeem the time that you have. And what you said, sis, about the word, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. My pastor tells us all the time, if you read what is written, you'll hear what is spoken. If you familiarize yourself with the word of God, then you can try the spirit by the spirit because you'll get to know your father's voice and you can hear clearly. You know, you said um, something powerful that, that people are saying, how can I get there? And as I said at the top of the show, it is by relationship. You've got to stop just acting on what somebody else said. You've got to get to that place of developing your own personal relationship with God. You can wear your dresses down to your ankles, okay? You can not put on makeup. You know, you can be in the church house every time the doors are open. But if you have not developed your own personal relationship, one-on-one relationship with God, you're going to miss his voice. You're going to miss his voice because you have to be able to discern what you're hearing, you know? I, I, I have great pastors, wonderful pastors whom I trust. Okay, but I have to be able to hear the voice of God for myself. I cannot just rely on the word they teach. Now, they have a sound word, I promise you, and it's meat. Okay, but I can't just rely on that because anything can go sideways at any given time. I have got to hear God for myself. And you need to be in that place, too. God is an awesome God, and he's a loving father, and he wants nothing more than an incredible relationship with his children. He came in the form of Christ for that specific reason, that we would be reconciled back unto him. Don't miss your blessing. And he loves us, sir. He wants to, he wants yes. to bless us. I believe that. Yes. He said if the enemy yes, yes, yes. gives his children gifts to keep them bound to this world, yes. what more do yes. you think your father in heaven who created that enemy will do for his children? Mm. He doesn't want to Absolutely. bless the, the people in the world ain't supposed to be blessed more than us, you guys. But two things mm. stop us from being blessed, our faith level and what we believe. What you believe is your Amen. faith level, and your faith level is what you believe. And let me just say yes. something to you. God is great. He would not tell you in the word of God that my people will perish from what? Greatly to be praised. Please get the knowledge. 
If you don't get the knowledge, you will perish and leave this world without not even knowing truly what God has for you. When you change your thought pattern, you'll change the position that you're in. And I love you guys. Amen. Love you much. We will be back next weekend, Lord willing, same God channel, same God time. Have an incredible week in the Lord. Love you, sis. Love you, sis. Please post to the Facebook page and listen for later. Let's keep it real.